In the Gospel of John, chapter number one, two very familiar verses, two very familiar verses that I want to look at briefly. Gospel of John, chapter one, beginning at verse six, it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Every head bow, every eye closed. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with the steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, nearer, precious Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to put a tag on this text and talk from the thought, thank God for my witness. Thank God for his witness. Beloved, according to Webster's Dictionary, the word witness is defined as a person who sees something happen. A person who makes a statement in court about what he or she knows or has seen. One that gives evidence, specifically one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal. One who has personal knowledge of something that serves as evidence or proof. And if you think about it, there are technically two main entities where this word is commonly used. The first area is in the court of law. A witness can be anyone with information about a crime or offense, and they are responsible for coming to court to answer questions about what they saw, heard, or experienced. And the answering of questions in a court case is called testifying. Uh, this is a witness in the courts. However, there is a second place where this word witness is used. Uh, some of y'all may be familiar with it, but it's called church, specifically the black church, uh, a place that many are amazed, some baffled, while others are confused all at the same time. And why would I say something like this, you may ask? Because even when the world has dealt you an ugly hand, when life has thrown its slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, when you felt sometimes up and sometimes down, almost level to the ground, uh, whenever you get the chance to make it to the house of God, uh, somebody knows that every now and then a song is sung that speaks to the heart of your predicament, or maybe the preacher will speak a word from the word that permeates directly to your situation, uh, not even being clearly aware of the fact that you had a situation in the first place. And when the spirit begins moving and the atmosphere is at an all-time high, that is when at a moment's notice, somebody will rear back and ask the question, can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me? Now, now, in order to testify in a court case, uh, Miss Enria, a person must be able to explain what they know, understand the lawyer's questions and answer them, and they must be able to take the oath stating that they will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help them God. Uh, but in the house of God, uh, you don't have to worry about explaining what you know because uh, the Holy Ghost 
Ghost handles all that for you. Uh, you don't even have to worry about needing to understand and answer any lawyer's question because uh, Jesus was, is, and shall forever be Lord above all. And as for the oath, uh, Paul declared that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, somebody in here knows thou shalt be saved. Well, now, not only are there two entities where this word is used, but upon further research, I discovered that there are two types of witnesses. Uh, the first one is an ordinary witness, and the second one is an expert witness. Uh, you see, an ordinary witness is someone who personally saw or heard something about the crime or offense. Uh, this can be a police officer who made the arrest or a person who was at the scene of a crime. Uh, but an expert witness is someone who has special expertise about an element of the situation at hand. Uh, this could be a doctor, psychologist, accountant, or someone else. And what they do is interpret the facts of the case and then give their opinions. Uh, that is in a court of the law. Uh, Y'all, but when it comes to a witness in the house of God, uh, the ordinary witness has seen the reaction or response of the one who has experienced God, uh, but at the same time, uh, they don't under fully understand why you stand up and clap your hands. Uh, they don't understand why sometimes you stomp your feet. Uh, they don't understand sometimes why you have to wave your hands. Uh, they don't understand why you have to sing songs of Zion, even if they're off key. Uh, whereas an expert witness in the house of God can personally identify with the psalmist who said, uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Uh, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Here it is, y'all. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting uh, and his truth endures to all generations. Do I have any expert witnesses in the house? And beloved, beloved, we have been bountifully blessed over the course of these 16 years with a man who is equally deserving of the same description given of John. Uh, listen what it says. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Uh, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. Y'all, the word was ordinarily connotes something of the past. So if you would, allow me to contemporize this description with a special occasion insert. Here it is. There is a man sent from God whose name is Johnny. He is a witness who bears witness about the light that all might believe through him. Uh, he is not the light, but for over 50 years and counting, he continues to bear witness about the light. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about?
Well, now, beloved, having learned that there are ordinary witnesses and then there are expert witnesses, it appears to me that both John and Johnny started out being ordinary witnesses, but eventually became expert witnesses. Uh, their relationship with God transformed their witness from the ordinary to the extraordinary. It transformed from the minimum to the maximum, uh, from good to great, and from simple to supreme. Are y'all praying with me in here? And if indeed one seeks to a promotion in God from the ordinary to expert status, there are some keys in your endeavor as a witness that you must remember that we can glean from both John and Johnny. Uh, is it all right if I give them to you real quick? Uh, first of all, y'all, a witness has an understanding of the past which has contributed to their present. A witness has an understanding of the past which has contributed to their present. In other words, uh, where you are and what you have is not always where you've been. And a lot of times you can become so caught up and amazed by what a person has or what they can do, never fully understanding that there is a process in it all. And the reality of life is this. Things do get better with time, but you must appreciate the past because it brings out the best of you in your present. I like it, Gaddy. Malcolm X put it this way. In all our deeds, the proper value and respect for time determines success or failure. And so it is the time between the ordinary and the expert that solidifies your capability in becoming a valuable witness. Y'all stay with me in here. But the Bible says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. But the gospel writer Luke now gives us the biography of John and just how he was sent from God. John is the son of Zechariah, a priest in Judea, but he's also the son of Elizabeth who was identified as being barren. And like Abraham and Sarah, God opened up her womb and allowed her to give birth to a son whose name would be called John, which means God given or God has been gracious. And I'm sure as John was growing up in his parents' household, they never let him forget about how and where he came from. As a matter of fact, the passing down of one's history is a custom of the Jews, and this was a Jewish family. And y'all, this is is why the Ma'afa and now Communiversity is so important. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who once said, we are not makers of history, but rather we are made by history. And beloved, when you have an understanding of your past, you honor, you cherish, and you respect your present, which will be the preparation towards your future. You see, John was aware of what his name meant. John was aware of how he was born and John understood over time that there is a God who makes all things possible. Are y'all praying with me? And like Johnny, and like John, y'all, I would venture to say that Johnny's understanding of the past
past has brought him to where he is today. Uh, see, he understood that just being in church seven days a week, uh, that was one thing. That's ordinary. Uh, but to come to the realization that this place that we call church is really nothing but a building, uh, but more importantly, you and I are the church. Y'all, I call that expert. See, to know of your past is ordinary, uh, but to pay homage and respect to our ancestors via, via the experience called the Ma'afa and now Community, y'all, that's what I call expert. But to have ordinary experiences causes you to get kicked out of a church in Buffalo, uh, work 361 days as an assistant in Brooklyn, and then get called to pastor a church at the age of 26 with a wife and a son. Uh, that, y'all, is ordinary. Uh, however, expert experience will take from 84 members to over 10,000 members. Expert experience will let you build a men's ministry, a women's ministry, a youth ministry. Uh, expert experience will allow you to contribute to the building of 2,500 single family owner occupied homes in the borough of Brooklyn. Uh, expert experience will cause you to think It'll cause you to think that you was going to retire, but then God reassigns you to the jewel of Brooklyn, also known as Mount Pisgah. An expert experience will cause you to create a program called Safe Surrender to help people begin to regain the potential of their lives. And y'all, God only knows what's on it. And all of this is possible because when you have been sent by God, the prophet Isaiah told us, no way and formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you uh, shall be condemned uh, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and this is their vindication declares the Lord uh, understanding your past uh, contributes towards your present are y'all praying with me in here but secondly, y'all, a witness is keenly aware of who it is they are representing. A witness is aware of who it is they are representing. Look at what it says. It says, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Uh, there in Luke, you see an early encounter between John and Jesus. Remember now, Elizabeth was barren, but became pregnant in her old age. In like manner, her cousin Mary, who's identified as a virgin, she too became pregnant, according to the Bible, without having had intercourse as we know it. And when Mary went to see her cousin Elizabeth, the Bible says that Elizabeth just heard the voice of Mary, and the baby began to leap in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And Beloved, this became a defining moment in the life of John and what his assignment would be. And I believe, y'all, that just like John, Johnny also had a defining moment. He shared that it was there in Colgate Rochester Divinity School when he put forth the Gideon Fleece test before God and said, God, I give you all that I have and all that I am, and I expect that you will prove yourself 
himself in my life. And from this encounter, y'all, God blessed him to study under the prince of preachers, Dr. Gardner Calvin Taylor, and then not only be taught, but to also be given an opportunity to study under and work for Dr. William Augustus Jones, and then be invited to preach by the great pulpiteers like Dr. Sandy F. Ray and Dr. Robert Alexander Laws, just to name a few, and to be blessed to have had them as a reference, as well as role models, y'all, this made his witness more profound because he recognized through them exactly who it was he was representing. Are y'all praying with me? Uh, John describes Jesus this way. Uh, I baptize with water, uh, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. That's how John described Jesus. But can I tell you what I think Johnny's declaration was? Can I tell you what I think Johnny's declaration was? Johnny went old school. Johnny said, I may not be the best at anything, nor have the best of everything. Sometimes I feel like I'm the least of all, but I know someone who has everything, and that someone, he is my everything, and I'm happy just to know that I'm his child. Who you talk about, Johnny? He said, his name is Jesus, the righteous son of God, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. His name is Jesus, and he is my everything. I'm just happy to know that I'm his child. Well, can I get a witness in here if you're happy to know that you are a child of God? You got to know who it is that you represent. Well, y'all, I'm about finished and we could get up on out of here. But finally, a witness knows that their testimony has an overall influence on the ending verdict. A witness knows that their testimony has an overall influence on the ending verdict. Uh, verse 9 says, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Uh, remember, y'all, in a court of law, the information provided by the witness now becomes a part of the evidence in the case. And here it is. And John bore witness, I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. Uh, I myself did not know him but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me uh, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and I have seen and have borne witness that this is the son of God. Are y'all praying with me? Uh, that was John's verse based on evidence but now by faith by faith I need y'all to get with me on this can I tell you what I believe the 16 year Johnny Ray Youngblood testimony is based on evidence I'm gonna give it to you y'all gonna help me out here it is you brought me through this you brought me through that Lord I'm grateful to you Okay, y'all ain't get with me on that one. Let me give you another one of his testimonies. Uh, he paid a debt he did not owe. 
I owe a debt that I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could not repay. All right, y'all ain't going to get with me in this one. If you don't get with me on this one, I'm going to talk about you. Uh, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified, freed me forever. One day, he's coming back. Lord, do I have any witnesses in the house? That is the verdict from our witness. Well, y'all get ready to sit down, but let me go ahead, let me go ahead on and give you one of my favorite uh, Freddie Haynes stories. I'm going to give you one of my favorite Freddie Haynes stories. Uh, he said that uh, what happened one day is that he was sitting back chilling, digging a preacher scene, whoop, whoop, while he was at home watching TV. And while he was at home watching TV, he was scrolling through the channels and wind up going on a station where... Denzel Washington was being interviewed by Ed Gordon. And while he was there watching the interview, of course, y'all know Denzel. Uh, he's the only one who has as much swagger as my father. Uh, yeah, so he said he was intrigued by watching Denzel. So he wanted to see what was going on. So he's sitting there. He's watching the movie. And then Ed Gordon finally asked, uh, Denzel, can you tell me what, what, what your greatest performance was? He asked him, was it training day when you won an Oscar for a portraying a thuggish cop? And y'all know uh, Denzel, he said, ha, 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 my man. No, it wasn't that one. He said, well, was it glory when you won a Best Supporting Actor Award? Denzel said, ha, 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 my man. No, it wasn't that one. He said, well, was it Malcolm X when you not only portrayed, but you became Malcolm X? And then Denzel said, it, no, it really wasn't that one. He said, well, Denzel, can can you tell me what your greatest performance was? And then he said, prophetically, Denzel wiped him out when he said, uh, what the, my greatest performance is? Denzel said, my next one. And then he said, right at that moment, he decided to go into session and intercede, and he decided to take the place of Ed Gordon, and he decided that he was going to interview God. And when he went and started interviewing God, he said, God, can you tell me what your greatest performance was? Was it when you created something out of nothing and made the heavens and the earth? God said, ha, ah, that was kind of good, wasn't it? But no, that wasn't my greatest performance. Was it when you created man and woman from the dust of the earth. God said, oh, that one was good too, but no, that wasn't my greatest performance. Uh, was it when you parted the Red Sea and your people walked through on, on dry land? God said, well, you know something, that was kind of tricky because uh, they had mountains on either side. They had the Red Sea and Pharaoh was behind them, so I just had to make a split decision. Uh, yeah. Was it about when you, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro when you got in the fiery furnace with them and freed them. God said, huh, it was a little bit hot up in there, but no, nah, that wasn't my greatest miracle. He said, well, what about when you allowed a virgin to give birth to a child in a manger? God said, whoo, that was a little tough, but no, that wasn't my greatest performance. What about when you raised the three-day Jesus from the grave? God said, you know something? I just had to do what I had to do at that moment, but no, that wasn't my greatest performance. 
performance. Uh, well, God, can you tell me what your greatest performance was? And then this is what God saying. I'm encouraging you. God said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has in store for you. For those who love him, have a witness in here. Let's encourage our witness and let him know that God has greater things in store for you. Uh, well, y'all, y'all, I, I was told that you're never supposed to end the, end the sermon without talking about Calvary. Uh, so can I talk about the witness of Calvary? Uh, some 2,000 years ago, uh, they hung him high. Uh, they stretched him wide. Uh, he hung his head, and for me, he died. Uh, that's love. Uh, but I like it. The old school hymn writer said, uh, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross with the dearest and blessed for a world of lost sinners was slain. Here it is. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross to my glory and last I lay down. And I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Do I have any witnesses in here? As, am I by myself? Does anybody love Jesus? Anybody here? When you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, your soul cries out, hallelujah. Yeah. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but when we get with him, we shall be just like him. Can you help me thank God for his witness?